On this episode of the Film Optics Podcast, it looks like Haley Seinfeld is confirmed to star as Kate Bishop in the Disney Plus Hawkeye series. And it also looks like Warner Brothers Pictures is announcing its new hybrid distribution model for its 2021 theatrical slate. Well, well, well. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Optics, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where each and every week we bring you the headline hot takes of entertainment news. We've been away for a while, for a few weeks there. You know, we had Thanksgiving coming up, so, you know, we figured we'd take a little bit of a break, and I totally forgot that we recorded two episodes, uh, review episodes, so that's why, uh, yeah, we dropped our um, Lego Holiday uh, Star Wars special uh, that's now streaming on uh, Disney+. Plus. And as always, I'm, I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by uh, my good friend, Devin, and he's also my co-host as well. Anyway, she probably should have started with that. How's your Thanksgiving been? It's, how's your, how's your Spotify? That was a nice, how, how's, that was how's, a nice how's week your off. Spotify it was, it was very yeah. needed. It was needed. Yeah. Yeah. The Spotify yeah. Um, <laughs> Rewind, is that what it's called? Re- yeah, I review? think so. It's pretty. I, I did it last expected. year. Yeah, I mean, so I didn't know that many people. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of people watch. I mean, not sorry, not watch. They listen to spot <laughs> to podcasts on Spotify. I'm like that, that's not even the first thing that's on my mind when I go and see. I mean, I listen to all myself on Apple Podcasts. Well, yeah, if you're on, if I was on Droid, I would probably use Spotify. That is true, but yeah, I'd see if if I was on Droid, I would probably either use Google Podcast or Stitcher. Spotify would not be my it wouldn't be my first instinctive like oh I'm downloading this for podcasts like it's music for me number one because I mean that's you know where they originally started they're trying to branch out which I get but it's yeah I I mean it's it's a great market hey I mean we're we're on Spotify so yeah yeah in, <laughs> in other news I um I beat Spider-Man PS4 the other day yay pretty amazing Welcome to the family. <laughs> and I started Miles Morales uh, the other uh, yesterday. You'll be done with it within like two days. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> it's very short. Th- I'm already thirty percent done. Like, yeah, I, I I platinumed it like one hundred percent. I did everything, and that that was my first. That was my first ever platinum. I'd never really cared about platinum games until that, until the PS5 came out. I came very close to platinuming. Um, what was it? Oh my gosh. Um, I think it was the first Jack and Dax there, which by the way is the 19th anniversary today of Jack and Dax releasing. It's the first America. game I ever beat. Was it really? Back oh, in the PS2. One PS2 games. Yeah. PS2, yeah. Um trying to think. Oh, my first the first game I ever beat. Like I I mean, my first console ever was the PlayStation One, but I never beat crash bandicoot the first game i ever beat was pokemon blue absolutely love that game i will go back and play that game i i never get tired of, of old school pokemon games absolutely love them but yeah happy anniversary 19th anniversary did i say yeah 19th anniversary to uh jack and dexter there maybe but, they'll have some uh 20th anniversary fun next year 
maybe i don't know bro it, it just depends i'm i'm people are beginning there i've been waiting for jack and dax to like remaster or like remake and like, it would look so good with modern graphics it really would and platformers are back by the way they are phenomenal i was playing uh astro's playroom on my playstation 5 it comes free with your um console and it's 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 a nice it's a nice little homage like a nice little walk through uh playstation history like you collect all like all these artifacts between um all the other previous generations all their accessories man when i i I got that uh that old school psp artifact i was like oh oh boy there we go you got the old school psp there we go man it's been forever but yeah i platinum that as well It it was a nice little game there um but yeah, Miles Morales is very, very short, <laughs> like extremely. But uh, let's get into some housekeeping news really quick uh, before we begin today's topics. Um, you can, of course, listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Red Circle, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, um, and as well as Amazon Music. And you can follow us on social media um, at Twitter and Instagram um, at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. And we, we got a little bit of a shorter week, but we got some big news, like really, really big news. Um, wow. But let's uh, let's dive into our comic book news. We got four stories in our in the in the world of comic book uh, news realm today. I guess you can say. Um, I don't know. Actually, no. I'm sorry. Three. That one should not be there yet. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'll, I'll I'll start us off really quick because we got Haley Steinfeld has officially been confirmed as Kate Bishop in finally. Disney Plus. Finally, we we we, we, we have like the unoffic- and everything. Yeah, but yeah, the set photo like it's and th- there's a video as well if you haven't seen it, Devin. Yeah, sure. And it it's just like it, we we finally got like official confirmation. She uh, posted on Twitter, I believe it was a yesterday. Image, yeah, crick. Yeah, cryptic image, and uh, it's I'm I'm very excited. You know, it's, there, there were people on Twitter that that watched that video and were like, "Are we sure that's really her?" And I'm just like, <laughs> "Bro, that that's Haley Steinfeld." Yes, you cuck. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it's it's and it's not it's obviously it's great. You know, that Haley Steinfeld got the part, but I think I'm more excited to see have more um, original content from disney plus uh coming to the platform because of course you know we we've had mando we've had it for a while um this is year two of disney plus i think they've you know they're they're actually doing pretty well actually (laughs) um but you know subscriber wise because i mean nostalgia is a powerful thing um but you know i'm very excited you know we're, we're getting um wandavision in uh january and hopefully uh kate bishop sometime next year and um, speaking of Hawkeye news, Devin, you want to take these uh, last bits here? We got some official confirmation from Florence Pugh as well. Yeah, we got some some more Hawkeye news here. Um, Florence Pugh is being added to the Hawkeye series as um, her character in Black Widow, of course. And also we got some more castings. We got um, Vera Farmiga and uh, Tony Dalton will be joining the cast as well. Vera Farmiga is a great actress. That's that's good to see. 
Yeah, it is. It is. It's just been a great news week, man. Like, <laughs> but to be fair, this acts this news actually dropped today. There's there's been a lot of news dropping today, but this is definitely amongst. Uh, it's 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 up there, but it's 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 not the the cream of the crop just just yet. But yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what else uh, there is to really comment on this. You know, Farmiga has been previously nominated for best supporting actress. Uh, for her role in Up in the Air, she's also known for, um, you know, her starring role in uh, AE Stars, Bates Motel, of uh, The Departed, Conjuring, all that jazz. So, yeah, just really, really excited um, for yeah. you know we're we're they're moving along, they're they're making progress. Haley Seinfeld's so. in the MCU. It's finally here, <laughs> and Florence, and Florence Pugh, Pugh. Yeah. <laughs> both in the same show. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh my god. That's see pe- people like to knock on Hawkeye. I'm like, I low-key feel like that show is gonna be probably the best out of well, not the best, but it, it definitely has some really good star power. And, so and far. a perfect way to get Jeremy Renner out of here. We've had <laughs> we've had enough. So, you know, sorry, I buddy. you like Jeremy Renner. What are you talking about? His his weird app. Those were the days. Oh, oh yeah. Wait, what was that app that he made? Oh my god! It was just like the Jeremy Renner app. It just people, <laughs> social media for people to talk about Jeremy Renner. I totally forgot about. I think Lights Camera Barstool <laughs> covered that story, yeah. and I was like, was like "Oh my year. gosh, that's re- oh man, that see totally like flew out of my mind. Like I just didn't even man. Th- there's so many things." <laughs> But um, <laughs> up for our, our next news story here, our third uh, one on the comic book news realm, we have Wonder Woman 1984 will be the first film on HBO Max to be available in 4K, Ultra HD, HDR10, Dolby Vision, and Dolby Atmos. Uh, HBO will plan to expand these capabilities to further films and TV series, um, as well as adding support for additional devices throughout the year 2021 so for those of you who don't know wonder woman is uh having a hybrid uh, or dual release uh it will be dropping um in theaters it will be it will be releasing in theaters and on hbo max on christmas day um simultaneously so um yeah we originally thought that would be a good testing point but um <laughs> they, they heard enough they, they said, you know what? We're, we're going to take this further. We're going to take this further, and we're going to kill Quibi. Um, no. <laughs> but, yeah, let's actually talk about that because I, I feel like that is the big. That's the biggest news. The biggest news we are we're all year, here. possibly. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. I think. Wait. Did we get rid of it? Hit control V. Maybe huh? you. Maybe you. Uh, cut it hit control v oh is this it oh my god my bad uh so yeah so warner brothers is uh planning to debut its entire 2021 film slate including dune and matrix 4 both on hbo max and theater within this coming year of course and the suicide squad and the suicide squad this also includes uh, the little things Tom and Jerry, uh, Godzilla versus Kong, Mortal Kombat, uh, Space Jam, A New Legacy, um, and a few others as well. It's it's a 
uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, literally their entire catalog, uh, their film catalog that was planning on coming to theaters um, will also be dropping on HBO Max uh, day and day one. Um, but there is a little bit of a caveat. Yes, Warner Brothers is planning to release these uh, films, you know, throughout 2021 day and date with their theatrical release. But um, it will only be available for HBO Max subscribers for 31 days after the one month mark. These movies will only play in theaters until they reach the traditional home entertainment frame. So we've been seeing a lot of people out there, these reactionaries like, oh, my gosh, the theaters are dead and blah, 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 all this other stuff. No, they're only doing this for the year 2021. Um, based off the circumstances with COVID, of course. And um, after, you know, these movies have reached traditional home ent- entertainment frames or into, you know, Blu-ray and whatnot, from there, people can rent them on online platforms from Amazon, iTunes, Fandango. Um, it's unclear when those titles will return to HBO Max. So I just want to clear the air there. For everyone, instead of just, you know, assuming that theaters are completely dead, they're not planning on carrying this type of practice through 2022. This is a one-year unique plan. Well, they, they, haven't, said, they haven't confirmed that it's just a one-year plan. It's just for now, they it's did. just it's, the it's, one year, but they can well, easily extend well, it. Well, yeah, it, it, it can easily bleed into 2022, but, you know, the it all it, it depends. There's so many factors within... You know, is there a vaccine? And also, just because, you know, they've made this plan as of now does not mean that, let's say, somewhere down the line in, I don't know, March or April, um, there is a vaccine for COVID. You know, it's it's been regulated. You know, it's, it's all, all the kinks have been worked out. And they could very well reverse this decision. I mean, you know, it's their properties. They can decide whatever they want to do with them. Um, so, you know, as of right now, nothing has happened. Do I feel like it's a bit reactionary on Warner Brothers' side to go ahead and do this prior to seeing how Wonder Woman will do? Yes. But at the same time, they are giving people the choice. And I kind of have to commend them for that. No other studio is really trying to adapt to the situation at hand. Um, but I'll, I'll let you talk to Evan. I'm sorry. I've been talking this entire time, but what, what are your thoughts about the situation? Yeah. I mean, as you know, my initial first thought was just scared <laughs> for the movie theaters out there because I mean, no matter how you spin it, it's, it's tough for the movie theaters because no one's going to want to go to a movie theater, especially during a pandemic when it's just on HBO max the same day anyways. So the theaters are already struggling. They're not going to have a bounce back year in 2021 like they kind of were expecting and hoping for and that they need. So it's. I hope they survive. I don't, I don't know if they will, but it's tough. Yeah, it, it, it really is tough. And everyone, it may seem like I, I 100% for this decision, for the simple fact that it is giving people the ability to choose. And we do understand that there are, you know, people out there where their um, their theater has closed down. We we learned earlier this year, you know, Regal has shut its doors uh, temporarily until things essentially get better. And that happens uh, on a global scale. 
Um, and also, um, you know, we're, we're getting a lot of different news here. Honestly, we, we got, we got a lot of news, uh, dealing with this, but it also looks like, um, theater stocks have actually plunged since Warner brothers just dropped the ball and sends their films to HBO max. Now I would be more concerned if they were streaming on HBO max exclusively, but they aren't, this is only a 31 day process, but. Like Devin had said, you know, we were talking about it early in our group chat, 31 days, that, that, that is a long time. Um, you know, and there's, there's been talks of people saying, oh, well, you know, you can just, uh, you know, people are just going to end up, um, oh my gosh, uh, pirating it. Well, and I mean, I guess my answer for that is that's, that's That happens regardless every single year. Um, but if it, I don't know, like, are, are they going to lose money? Absolutely. But this is probably the most pro-consumer move we have seen this entire year. Um, so, I mean, I guess they're kind of lucky that it, that, uh, well, actually really quick, uh, they, they, they kind of threw a little bit of a sneaky uh, cutting situation in there, Devin, with, um, I believe they have actually halted the, um, <laughs> the, um, the seven day free trial for HBO max. It was uh, HBO Max's end of their seven free day, uh, free day trial offer ahead of the Wonder Woman 1984 release, um, <laughs> which means that you know they're they're trying to obviously you know cut back on um, you know people just signing up for a free trial and then dipping out the last moments. Um, but it looks like they're also offering a 22% discount to new subscribers who prepay for six months in advance for. Seventy dollars. Um, I feel like it is a bit high, but we pay for well, we pay for Disney Plus for three years. I think that was is that one hundred twenty, something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, but one forty maybe. Yeah, one forty. Yeah, for three years, so it was essentially buy buy to get one free. So I mean, six months. Uh, sometimes I my my biggest thing with Warner Brothers is when it comes to like pricing for you know whether it's this or anything else they, they I, I feel like they, they definitely ask a little bit too much I, I've been trying to get my hands on on the uh, Game of Thrones uh, 4k set um, so and that's running around like $200 I'm like mm, it's a bit steep right now might have to wait until there's a sale but uh, yeah th- that is one I mean 70 bucks for uh, six months so what that would be 140 for a year do you think that's worth it or no um let's see how much netflix costs so netflix right now is around i think it's around like 18 bucks a month if you it, have the 4k like 12 a month for hbo yeah i mean you're saving 12. money in the long term that 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 is true that is very true so 18 times 12 yeah that is no. That's actually kind of cheap then, because with Netflix, let's see, eighteen dollars times twelve is like two sixteen, something like that. Eighteen times twelve, yeah, two hundred sixty. Wow, Jesus, Netflix. I might have to restructure uh, some things, but yeah. Uh, anything else you wanted to add on that? I mean, I, well, this there's, is there's just what, like there's so many branches or tendrils or ripple effects that this could and will have like mm. 
first of all, who's next? Like Disney? You think Disney they, Plus is next? They're gonna do it next? Probably, yeah. maybe. Disney's got the money. See, like these companies have the money, but I don't know, man. Yeah, like they could easily just follow suit and 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 do the same thing and have all their movies next year be Disney Plus or even they could even charge for it because they're Disney. That's that's what they do. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Well, there there was was it Universal that said was it like for 3 weeks um with AMC that there uh I think it was like for the first 3 or 4 weeks it'll only be in theaters and then from there they'll release it on their streaming services. I can't remember who it was exactly. But um it's it's this it's a lot this is a lot of movies here. I mean, one two Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, fifteen. It's like fifteen or seventeen movies. I mean, the release dates are there. So, Mortal Kombat January fifteenth is the second movie that will be dropping. But I think they're trying to sweeten the deal with, of course, you know, with the four K HDR and HDR ten, giving people that access as well. Because I feel like if if it was if it was just you know, your standard AC streaming, you know, me and Devin have talked about it at, at arm's length. Um, then a lot of people want to be happy about it, but um, it, it is nice that they are giving the people what they want. Um, I've set my piece with it with Devin like a thousand times. I won't blow about it over the air, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, that is very, uh, it's been interesting for sure, man. Also, I just, um, Christopher Nolan, what's what's gonna happen there? He's he's not gonna want to continue his partnership <laughs> with Warner Brothers because they're going against theaters here a little bit. So he might well, be a free agent. Yeah. You see, it's like okay, I'm sorry, but Christopher Nolan did that to himself. Like I understand. Yes, we saw Ten in theaters, and of course, there is nothing like a Nolan experience in IMAX whatsoever even though i probably should have seen it in dolby because imax seating at my theater just absolutely sucks but it's like i mean you did he did try to release a movie during the middle of a pandemic like do you really think your movie was going to do that well like i mean i get it but kind of did it to himself just a little bit but i mean hey if, if i mean we don't know how long his um you know, his contract is with Warner Brothers. We don't know the details or whatnot, but yeah, he, he might be a free agent, may want to take his movies elsewhere. But, but I think a lot of people are kind of forgetting that this is literally temporary. Like literally a month from now, there's a vaccine and, you know, things are looking on the up and up. They can easily go back to just, you know, releasing them in theaters, having a home release two two to three months later and whatnot but i think this is the best choice that we have right now it definitely makes the, it definitely makes our job easier yeah <laughs> it really does it, it it really really does and it's just i i, I don't know people some people are i i just feel like they're being very very reactionary and uh matt negley on twitter he was saying you know he's still reeling from the news and he um, he says, I do not believe movie theaters will go away permanently. And I never thought they would anyways, but, um, he never, he, he never believed that they would be erased, um, 
from existence permanently, but he believes offering a choice in these desperate times. And that's where I think that's what people keep forgetting. It's like, well, you can't really go to the theaters right now unless you want to risk getting COVID the entire year. Well, well um, the thing I'm also worried about is even if theaters don't go, go away entirely, the, mm-hmm. the whole experience will, will end up being downgraded more than likely. Like, from what we're used to the past couple of years, we've had premium movie theater experiences. We've had a list, we've had reclining seats, we've had everything at our disposal. But yeah. if they're if they're going to be cutting back because they're struggling, then we're going to start losing all these all these luxuries that we had before, and it won't be the same experience. Well, Devin, I only have one there's thing no to way, say. You really think AMC will be able to afford to keep A-list going? Like, it was already no. too good Honestly, I didn't think they were going to be able to keep it going to where it was. I mean, 20... And here, there's, here's the thing I'm trying to figure out. 20 bucks a month for, what, we could see up to three movies per week. That's 12 movies a month. Like, but I'm trying to figure out, how did they even make money on that? You know what I mean? Just like it's people that, that don't see a lot of movies that pay for it. They think it evens out with the people that go a lot. I mean, technically, I mean, if, if you go see two movies per month, it pays for itself. Absolutely. Um, but it's it's just so it's so strange. Yeah. I like, mean, like like drive in theaters, they, they went away and then they've made a comeback. But it, yeah, they're just, no, they're it wasn't, nearly it wasn't the same as it was before, like in its yeah. glory days. So that's what I'm worried about with theaters. It, it won't be the same. Like we're gonna lose, lose some of the things that made it so special. Yeah, well, because it's like even with like theaters back in, oh my gosh, I want to say, mm, I mean, my time frame might be a little bit off, but I would say maybe like the like 40s, 50s. Like, I mean, going to the theater was like it was like more of an event. It was more of, you know, you would dress up and, you know, go down to, uh, to your local theater and make an evening out of it. Now it's like, Hey man, like you want to go catch the next showing of Avengers at, I don't know, uh, five o'clock. It's like, yeah, man, I'll see you there. in I don't know, 10, 20 minutes. And then you just walk in and bing, bang, boom. But I mean, I feel like, because I was reading, I mean, theaters have, been slowly on a decline like because a lot of people just don't go to the theaters that much anyway but for us it's different because we're in this bubble where you know it's it's a big deal for us but for the casual viewer i don't really think they're gonna care some might i don't know but it is a um it, it is a slippery slope but i mean i'm very surprised warner brothers is just like this is what we're going to do. This is what we have plans. But, you know, people just need to remember that uh, plans do change. Uh, they can change throughout. So it's, you know, and the only, the only regret I have is that <laughs> the Batman's not coming out next year. <laughs> so close. So close. I mean, can we just like push it back to its normal slot? I tweeted about it too. But it, it's all right. But also, another news, really quick. There's a lot of Warner Brothers news right now. Uh, Warner Media CEO uh, Jason Killer did state that uh, Snyder, Zack Snyder's Justice League will release in a few months. So I'm guessing May or maybe April, March. I'm, in that I'm time, I'm really frame. not looking forward to it. That's my that's my hot take. You know, I'm we got to cover it, right? I'm, obviously, <laughs> we're gonna watch. But like, we gotta no watch matter, it. It's too big to fail, and I hate that. It's gonna be 
I, if it oh, ends up do, being do you bad. really think it's too big to fail? Yes. Do you honestly believe that? People worshipped him for all these years to get it released. And <laughs> even if it's not good at all, they're just going to say how amazing it is. Did you I'm watch? Looking forward to it. You know, yeah, that's right. Because you 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 sent me that um that video from that film uh was it, video. film theaters, yeah, from MatPat, and it actually made a lot of sense. Um, you know, people have it in their minds where, it, I mean, it, it's it's like that with anything. They're just essentially overhyping it so much to the point where they're like, oh, it can't fail. And even though, even if it's something that they don't really like, it's like they they try to convince themselves that this is what they wanted and that this is amazing even though normal circumstances it is not that great at all but um also the house of dragons uh game of thrones has begun uh will begin production in 2021 very excited for that so hopefully uh, 2022 uh release date so all right are, are, are we all, all wandered right. out for now? We're moving on to some comic relief. Quibi is dead. <laughs> we, yes, we Quibi is to, dead. We don't need to spend much time because we've already given Quibi too much time on this podcast. <laughs> no need for a funeral. <laughs> we just we just leave them in the dust. They We're really wanted to be just like HBO. <laughs> uh, Quibi, a day after announcing it will shut down, less than several months after launching... <laughs> told customers that it expects to shut off the streaming service on or about December 1st. Goodbye. December 3rd. <laughs> Quibi is dead. They don't know what's going to happen with the Quibi content. Uh, they don't know if... Just put it on YouTube. <laughs> That's, That's what it was on. anyways. It was just bad YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> <it's>... Oh, well. <laughs> you tried. I mean... If, if if you're not a monolith company, do you really? Well, what's the point of even making a streaming service? I mean, Peacock is pushing. You don't even have to be a monolith money. company. They just they had all the money and funding, and they just had a terrible idea. Yeah, that was a really bad idea. <laughs> like on paper, it sounded really really good, but in practice, it was just terrible. But oh well. Um, moving on forever. Moving on, yeah, we're we're in our new our new normal section here. We got a few news stories here, uh, some good, some bad. Uh, well, yeah, actually, no, some bad for sure, absolutely. Um, so it looks like Umbrella Academy star um, Elliot Page, formerly uh, known as Alan Page, has announced that he is transgender. Um, this news came out yesterday, I believe. Uh, came out of left field. Was not expecting it whatsoever, but apparently he will be um, uh, reprising his role as Vanya on Umbrella Academy Season 3. Very interested interested to see what they're going to do uh, yeah. with that. Unless, yeah, good, good for him. That's really the only yeah. question that I had was what's going to happen with Vanya. Yeah, because unless maybe Vanya is also trans, I don't know. So... Turns out to Vicatula. I can see that happening. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. So, uh, yeah, congratulations, um, Elliot Page. Yeah. Um, um, now on in to other news, terrible, awful news. Go ahead, Devin. I, I know a, how much you love this movie, so you might as well just. There's a tall it. girl sequel in the works at Netflix for some reason. I haven't even seen the movie, but I just know it's one of the worst 
I've only seen Cosmonaut Marcus's, who also, by the way, really quick, made a phenomenal video about why Batman v Superman yes. sucks. Or it's, it's so, so is, is it the worst superhero movie ever? Question mark. Have the video is talking about Man of Steel because I feel like you can't talk about BVS without talking about Man of Steel because it is technically like a trilogy of sorts with Man of Steel, BVS, and Justice League. But <laughs> did, did you watch it? Yeah. It was perfect. <laughs> Dude, also, by the way, he rips apart Spider-Man 3 and the Amazing Spider-Man series. I'll have to send them to you. Like he he's he's so negative with his views, but jeez, dude, it is. Did you, so did you see the the film funny. theory video of his, uh, ripping apart Aquaman? Aquaman, oh, yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> he hates I mean, it's fish. very easy to. Yeah, he actually he hates very, fish. Yeah, actually, <laughs> that, that that's a good one too. Oh man, but yeah, Tall Girl sequels in the works, and yet Daredevil got canceled, but. Have no fear, Tall Girl sequel is in the works. Um, Cosmonaut Marcus actually did a <laughs> he did a Cosmonaut picture show <laughs> for Tall Girl. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. I, I might never, have, watched, I might have I, seen it. I watched a bunch of people talk shit about the movie, but he might yeah. be one of them. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely have the pass on this news for sure. But I mean, it, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we actually have some more disappointing esque news you want to take this one really quick some, some maybe potentially some scary news here academy is mulling options for the 2020 oscar ceremony and uh contrary to popular report no decision has been made to move forward with in-person ceremony because originally a couple days ago it came out that the oscars were planning to have an in-person ceremony in 2021 and i was like that's a bad idea don't do that but now they're they're just considering it. I think I think enough negative reaction came out that they were like, okay, we're just gonna well, yeah, like, out I mean, there if, and see if we want to do like a watch party, like I mean, come on now, this is this is crazy. Like, why why would you take that away from people? Like, I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. I'm I'm glad it's just they're considering it, but honestly, I don't think they should be just considering it because just, just do it virtual, just like the DC fan. Yeah, d- just like the Emmys. Yeah, I didn't watch that, but yeah. Oh no, no, the, the, the Emmy it works. The Emmys works, and of course, we have the Game Awards coming up. Uh, this will be the first time, you know, they're doing a virtual event. Uh, you know, Jeff Keighley, he's been he's been at it, so you know he's he. This is like the one thing he's. Uh, working for uh working towards like every single year even though and i actually wanted to ask you this question so um you know how with, with the game awards are usually on december 10th every single year for the past gosh it's been four or five years so far um it's it's only actually i, I would argue that it's actually gotten better and better every single year but this year it is four hours long which is a bit of a stretch but this is how these award shows go um, even though the Game Awards isn't a, it isn't as serious as like the Emmys or the Oscars um, or the Grammys, and that's another whole different thing of itself. Um, I was going to ask, did, did you do you think that the Game Awards should be pushed back until like January February time? What what day is it? December tenth. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's AKA December Cyberpunk 10th. Day. Not, not great. <laughs> no, yeah, but remember, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. 
not great timing there. I feel like a lot of people won't take a four-hour break from Cyberpunk in order to watch. Yeah. It happened two years ago because I guess my reasoning is that, like, I mean, it's usually always in December. Maybe not always December 10th, but it's always in December. And there's been so there's been at least two other great games that have had to miss out the year that it was released just to be nominated next year when, like, I mean, virtually no one really cares about it. And so last year it happened with uh, Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order because that's actually in this year's slot because it got released. It was on right. It was either after or on the cutoff date. Super Smash Brothers um, Ultimate released the same night as the um, Game Awards a few years ago as well. So it's like, it's just so crazy. Like, I I, uh, I just feel like it, they might have a little bit better idea to, like, push it to January so that, I mean, December is obviously, you know, rarely any games come out in December, but to give those December games a chance in the, in the spotlight as well. Because, like, I mean, unless Cyberpunk is going to, like, knock our socks off, it won't be nominated until next year, which is, yeah, it's a little weird, but... Yeah, I just had thoughts about that. But, um, yeah, the Oscars, we're praying. We're praying that we get to watch it along everyone else. It will be awesome if we got, like, some people together, did, like, a little Oscar virtual watch party or something like that. So that would be cool. But um, we have some news here. Um, This has some really good news. Uh, It looks like uh, Euphoria, the special episode. You'll be able to stream it early on HBO Max. so it looks like, let's see, HBO Max is surprising fans with the early late night premiere of uh, HBO's Euphoria on Thursday, December 3rd, 12 a.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific time. And I guess the first two special episodes will debut on uh, HBO Sunday, December 6th at 9 p.m. Eastern. And so that's pretty cool. Very excited. Yeah. Too. Nice little epilogue. Yeah. It's not season two, people. This is they literally put it on the poster. This is not season two. <laughs> but uh you want to take this last uh bit of news here? Or second to last? Anne Hathaway and Ben Stiller. What a what a duo. They have a <laughs> heist film called Lockdown coming out. Um HBO Max has has swiped it up. Very interesting. Smash or pass? Um, I'll I'll half smash. I don't it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> yeah, blow I'll just, me. I'll, I'll lightly tap the button. <laughs> it's like cool. Yeah, we don't know too much about it, but uh, the story is about a bickering couple that agrees to set their differences aside and attempt a high risk, high stakes jewelry heist at the world's most exclusive department store. Wow. Okay, that sounds pretty cool. I haven't seen Ben Stiller in something in a while, so that'll be uh, interesting to see. And our last bit of news here, of course, we have Gal Gadot, the uh, America's sweetheart herself, is set to start in a original spy thriller titled Heart of Stone. So this is kind of like a James Bond-esque type uh, thing. I know a lot of people are saying that this is probably better for her, um, or not even for her, just in general, just to have something that isn't Mission Impossible or 007, like 
because she kind of I, I I would hate the discourse with that. It's like, oh well, you know, Gal Gadot or whoever else, you know, the female 007 wasn't as nearly as good as X, Y, and Z or whatever, whatever. But yeah, this is cool. The script is uh by Greg Rucka from the old guard. <laughs> oh no. Um <laughs> and Allison Schroeder, um who uh, um was nominated for uh Hidden Figures for her uh, writing styles over there. So cool. Well, Skydance Media will be producing it, so that's cool too. Uh they're not sure if it's going to open up in theaters or streaming. So Streaming's the way of the future, bro. It's happening. It's here. It's coming. The world's changing. Uh, as tunes used to say. But uh, anything else you wanted to bring up before we uh, close out here for the night, Devin? I think that's it. Cool. All right. Well, of course, that concludes today's show. Thank you all for listening. And don't forget to like and subscribe to us on the podcast platform, wherever you're choosing. And make sure to try check out the other shows on the Drive-In Podcast Network over on the Music City Drive-In website at musiccitydrivein.com. The link will be in the description of this episode. And don't forget to try... Uh, Griffin and I have been uh, tackling his dark materials um, season two. So we'll be uh, bringing you a new episode uh, for episode four. And we're on episode four, Devin four. this coming up uh, Monday night. Um, so that'll be let that'll drop later on Monday night. And of course uh, we're, we're, we're finally going to review Milan Devin. Now that um um, as of this recording, it is not well, as of people listening to this recording, it is out on Disney Plus uh for free for no extra charge. So uh we will I'm just, be I'm just glad we didn't pay for it originally. <laughs> Dodged the bullet there. Yeah, pa- patience is a virtue. So um yeah, we'll be reviewing that uh Monday evening as well. That'll be pumping out on Tuesday. Um, so yeah, keep a lookout for the Mulan, our Mulan remake review. And, uh, I've been writing a few reviews myself over on the drive-in podcast or musiccitydriving.com. Uh, I have one for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom that is dropping on Netflix within the next few days. And, uh, one for Promising Young Woman, courtesy of the Music City Film Critics Association. Um, but it's, it's really, really good. I love both. Both are probably my, as of right now, my top two favorite films of the year. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, my Rainey's Black Bottom. Oh my gosh, Devin. We'll definitely have to review that on the podcast because, oh man. All right. So that pretty much wraps it up. That was Devin, and my name is Christian, and we will see you guys in the next one. Peace.